the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. We will talk to Josh Pick at 12.30 today for our Money Monday segment. I need to thank Josh. He uh, clued me into a documentary to watch, uh, and I watched it last night. It's called Send Me. Send Me, about an amazing, amazing group of brave Americans who felt um, a great debt of gratitude to their Afghan interpreters and helpers throughout the uh, 20 years of the Afghan war. And when they were not going to be gotten out by the U.S. military in our uh, impotent withdrawal from Afghanistan, they put together a group of like five special ops guys. Went over there (laughs) with about a a sat phone and a bunch of unbelievably awesome military training. And got an unbelievable number of people out. Um, I hate to spoil it for you. Because they don't tell you until the very end of the movie how many people they got out. So I won't spoil it for you. I will tell you that you will be awestruck. Awestruck. When you see it, it underscores the importance of gratitude and service. Gratitude and service. I talk all the time about my father's generation, the greatest generation, the generation that won World War II that kept us from being the Nazis we are accused of being now by our president. He is filled with hyperbole and uh, evil in saying that about half of the American population. And there's a bunch, a bunch of evil agents out there And I really believe nowhere is the evil more evident than in the misportrayal of those who would accuse us, who simply want to restore the normal order to our society that has always existed, not just in American society, but in every society since Adam and Eve. That is that men and women are different. Both are uniquely special and they are complementary. But that the line between the two is not blurred. It is not blurred biologically at all. But the Columbus Dispatch is the chief cheerleader for and the chief mouthpiece of those who would commit lasting psychological and physical damage upon our young women. The Columbus Dispatch is chapter and verse behind this under the lying guise of being kind, being tolerant, 
to transgender people. I spoke at a community uh, event, maybe, what, two months ago, three months ago? Columbus Metropolitan Club. I was on a dais with someone from Stonewall Union and someone from Equality Ohio and Scott DeMauro of the uh, Ohio Education Association, all advocating for Biden administration Title IX policies, which would allow biological boys. There are no other kind of boys. They're boys, so hence they are biological boys, to compete as girls in girls' sports and to use girls' locker rooms and girls' facilities. And I said at that forum that people in the audience were being programmed, that I had in my possession that day 12, 12 stories from the dispatch denigrating the merits of House Bill 454, which would outlaw boys being allowed to compete with girls, shower with girls, dress with girls, just because they say, oh, today I'm a girl. Today I feel like a girl. Okay? They're being programmed. The dispatch did not run. One story, not one, interviewing the proponents of House Bill 454. They might have been quoted in a paragraph or two, but the stories always run, if you print them out, three, four, five, six, seven pages. The editorials always run two, three, four, five pages. And every single one in the Columbus Dispatch, which as a public service, I will remind them, their duty is to present (gasps) revelation, both sides of the issue. Not once did they present a proponent view of House Bill 454. And so today they are back because our Ohio General Assembly is in session or will be soon. And House Bill 454 will be coming up, I'm sure, because there's a lot of people who want it because they understand that they're not going to let their daughters be eliminated from a fair chance to excel athletically. More importantly, we're not going to let our daughters be objectified and perhaps physically and definitely psychologically abused by boys using their locker rooms. Look, I have three girls, okay? We have raised our girls with a certain demand for modesty and decorum. And I can tell you without any fear of contradiction that if a boy walked in on my daughters in a stage of undress, it would devastate them, devastate them. And these evil morons like former Worthington school board member Sam Shim, who writes today another editorial in the Columbus Dispatch. Apparently, they couldn't find another transgender hairstylist from Dayton to write another editorial for the Dispatch. This time they go to Sam Shim, who writes three pages of drivel about tolerance and kindness and compassion is allowing boys to dress with girls and compete with girls. Which, Sam Shim is an interesting lecturer on the topic of tolerance, seeing as how, when Sam Shim was on the Worthington School Board, a group of nine high school students, nine high school students went to a school board meeting and made a request that school resource officers, parenthetically police officers, be allowed back in their schools because they, of course, had kicked them out after the George Floyd riots because racism. 
Because a white police officer kneeling on George Floyd's neck, which was never equated with any kind of racism in trial, start to finish, was universally dubbed around the nation racism. And so, of course, because this happened in Minneapolis, every cop had to get out of every school in the country. That made no sense then. It makes no sense now. And it made no sense to the nine kids from Worthington who got up in this school board meeting and said, could we please get the cops back in our school? Maybe we'll have less drugs here. Maybe we'll have less crime here. Could we please get the school resource officers back in our school? And the diverse, tolerant Worthington school board member, Sam Shim, pulled out his phone and posted on Facebook, white supremacists in the room. Ugh. Very tolerant, Sam. Now I know your qualifications for lecturing us on tolerance in today's garbage editorial in the Columbus Dispatch. And he is decrying the Save Women's Sports Act. That's Jenna Powell's bill in the Ohio legislature. And he talks about this provision that supposedly said that people were going to inspect girls' genitalia. And how unkind that is. They always pick on one nuance of something and alarmist rhetoric ratchet it up. He says, these politicians have targeted Ohio's most vulnerable children and have launched an all-out attack on public education in our state. Well, I got news for you, Sam. Ohio's most vulnerable children are not transgender people. There's a whole lot more girls who don't want boys playing sports and don't want boys in their locker room. They're the most vulnerable. They're the ones. Not transgender kids, of whom there are relatively few and still far more than are actually dealing with gender dysphoria. They're actually looking for community approval and all these other things that you know they're being programmed to look for on social media. And Sam Shim says one of his two kids is transgender. Okay, fine. Great. I have no animus toward your kid. I think they're trapped in a social media programming scheme. Why did any of these politicians ever believe they had to write to inspect our children's bodies, he writes. Why are they injecting their hateful, toxic politics into our kids' schools and sports teams? Because you're threatening the safety and psychological well-being of our daughters. That's why. Can I make it any clearer to you than that? Because you are threatening the physical and mental safety of my daughter. That's why. That's why. And I will never stop taking you on on this front. I work closely with teachers and families to help make our schools great. I bet those nine students you labeled white supremacists don't share that opinion, Sam Shim. Critics have shown they care more about hyperbolic culture wars than about seeing the children of our state thrive and succeed. No, 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 actually not. We care a lot about seeing our children thrive and succeed. Safety is crucial to that. Psychological well-being is crucial to that. And boys in girls' locker rooms and boys in girls' sports will ingrain what lessons? Men can do whatever they want to do to women, and women are inferior to men. Those are not healthy nor true views. So Donovan Lewis's mother 
gives a dis- an exclusive interview, they say, to the Columbus Dispatch. Although she's spoken at like multiple press conferences since the uh, 20-year-old Columbus man uh, was fatally shot by a Columbus police officer, part of a team trying to serve a warrant in the early morning hours of August 30th. The warrant was for uh, domestic violence, assault on his pregnant girlfriend, and a felony charge of improper handling of a firearm. Uh, That fact is contained in the story in the Columbus Dispatch. Uh, What is not contained in the story in the Columbus Dispatch is that uh, officers banged on the door to Lewis's apartment for eight to ten minutes and then went inside the apartment, uh, spoke to two men who would not tell them whether Lewis was in the bedroom that had a closed door barring police view into the room, uh, nor would he come to the door and answer the door after a police dog spent a few more minutes uh, angrily barking outside his door. That is not in this dispatch story. I find that to be a pretty salient piece of information, Uh, but it is not in here. But I agree with Donovan Lewis's mother in her hope that his death is not going to be in vain. I hope his death is not in vain either. Uh, Nothing will bring him back. Uh, His family understandably uh, grieves deeply for him. Uh, I am blessed that none of my three children uh, have had any um, kind of uh, brushes with the law. None of them, only only two of them can drive. Neither one's got a speeding ticket. Uh, I think think they would be, (laughs) I know they would be terrified uh, if... Uh, they had any uh, interactions with police at all. In fact, uh, my youngest uh, one day went somewhere with a friend, and we weren't sure. We were pretty sure, but we weren't sure where she went. And so she had run over to a basketball camp in the area, and just to make sure she was, in fact, there, <laughs> we sent an officer over there to look. And she was uh, still, to this day, uh tells us how traumatized she was to have a police officer uh, come and seek her out. So I can only imagine how heart-rending it is for a family when you have a child who has these kinds of uh, issues. And uh, anything I say about Donovan Lewis, I hope never, ever minimizes my understanding of the grief that his parents and those who loved him feel for him dying. But I do think it is not authentic to present this as it has often been presented in the news, as if Donovan Lewis had no role in police responding that night the way they responded. He had a role in it, in that officers are there knowing he's a person who has in the past exhibited dangerous behavior, including felony mishandling of a firearm, so they have a reasonable expectation that he might have a firearm, and when he wouldn't come out after they banged on the door, I think it is plausible to believe that their sense of danger is heightened by what has not happened yet, which is he has not come out and peacefully surrendered. But I hope his mom is absolutely 100% right. I hope his death is not in vain. I hope that this is the last time that we view an incident like this and view it only from the perspective of the person who ends up on the wrong side of a police-civilian exchange. So many of these things go 
the way they go, whether it's Donovan Lewis, whether it's um, Rayshard Brooks in Atlanta, whether it's Jacob Blake in Racine, Wisconsin. So many of these things go this direction because of a host of bad decisions by the person who ends up on the wrong side of an interaction with a police officer because of a host of bad predictions, assessments, statements by community leaders whenever a situation like this occurs. And, you know, I see Andrew Ginther and Joyce Beatty go to the calling hours, of course, because, hey, remember I came to your calling hours? Everybody in Columbus, vote for me, because I think the cops are bad too, just like you do. And in so doing and so prioritizing their own power and their own prominence and prestige, Ginther and Joyce Beatty help bring about more of these situations. 844-TALK-989 is our number. Chris and Franklinson would like a word. Hello, Chris. Welcome to the Bruce Woolley Show. Hi. How are you doing, Bert? I'm doing well. Yeah, so I know it's off subject, but uh, I'm passionate about uh, the juveniles stealing cars in Mm -hmm. our city. Mm -hmm. And... uh, I'm a little bit beset by the ironies of my life because I listened to the show and this has been brought up many times and it just so happened that Saturday at three. So I guess it's really Sunday, Sunday morning at three ten AM uh, in Franklin 10 on the broad and central area, some juveniles had stolen a Dodge Durango and wrecked it and crashed into my car. Mm. It's a, you know, it's not the best car ever. It's my third car that I use as a spare mm-hmm. in case the others break down. But it's dependable. Anyway, they, it's they, dependable transportation. It has value to you. It, exactly, and it's an asset. And they totaled it, and they hit it so hard that it actually went into the neighbor's porch. Oh my! And so I just thought I'd bring it, you know, bring it to light for the community to know that this is a real problem with real consequences. And I'm just glad there weren't any pedestrians walking by or my neighbors they like to play poker you know and they, yep. they could have got killed no they could have you're right I, I appreciate you bringing that to our attention and you're absolutely right it is something that definitely has value to you, you and, and you would rather have the car working than spend the money to get another car we had a 16 year old boy shot in the head Saturday in the campus area while asleep in his car 2.20 a.m. Saturday morning He was shot by another 16-year-old boy. So when I hear Judge Kim A. Brown of juvenile court tell me that, oh, don't put the kids in jail for stealing cars because they'll learn how to be criminals, I think these 16-year-olds already know how to be criminals. And when you don't ingrain consequences for their behavior, they think, well, there are no consequences for my behavior. What I'm doing must not be wrong. I had a woman in Dayton call me and say, I don't understand the, the problem because these kids are raised such that they don't even know that these kinds of things are wrong. Well, if that's the case, which I don't believe that is the case, I believe they may have dysfunctional upbringings, but I believe they full well know what they're doing is wrong, then that's another issue. But Chris, I'm very sorry for the damage that you suffered, and I'm very glad you're not hurt, nor were any of your friends. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.